Welcome to Despirituality. We're putting together a series of podcasts to get you through Thanksgiving spiritually, meaning when you're rushing, uh, have a lot to do, uh, a lot of preparation, or maybe you're just trying to recover from a lot of hard work and you've got a few days off um, and maybe you're thinking, I'm not sure what I want to study in my Bible. I'm not sure uh, what to pray about. Uh, I've not had time to really dig in and, and figure this out. Or maybe you have a friend who's uh, needing some spiritual encouragement, uh, maybe a laugh even. Uh, hopefully these podcasts over Thanksgiving will do that for you. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about, or at least on this episode, making time for God over Thanksgiving. As I alluded to, I know I face this, and I think almost everyone does. Uh, there are so many things happening, and uh, we tend to pack a lot into our holidays that God can get uh, packed up and out. And so uh, what we want to offer to you is an article that will be posted called How to Stop Worrying and, and Start Trusting God, 15 Helpful Tips. Uh, Mike Query has uh, published this, or this will be released on, uh, on our, uh, our site. Uh, when, you, uh, when you hear this podcast, you'll uh, be able to look on the site and uh, find it. Uh, these 15 Bible verses on overcoming anxiety with God will help you remain calm no matter what life throws at you. Now, Mike's making quite a promise right there that uh, <laughs> no matter what life throws at you, you're going to remain Literally calm. Literally anything. Yes, if you read Mike's article, you will remain calm under all circumstances. <laughs> but I just want to dive in here, Mike, because you did some interesting writing to introduce it, and, and, and I was intrigued by it. And so I thought maybe you might, might not mind reading your introduction for everybody. Um, sure. And then we can uh, discuss a little bit about that and then go through the 15 tips a little bit so everybody can be... Uh, uh, be inspired to look at the article and maybe even not be afraid to read the intro and then jump to the tips that they think will be most helpful to them. Sure, yeah. Um, writing about worry is difficult for me. Over the years, I've spent more time succumbing to the numbing paralysis of anxious thinking and self-indulgent fretting than I have walking with God through the situations in life that make me afraid. When confronted with a problem that feels daunting to me, my first instinct is almost always to run. But as has been the case with so many other topics I've written about on our site, this presented me with an opportunity to study the scriptures, make decisions to change, and share about the experience. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7, the NASB says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Anxiety is defined as experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. The most challenging part of this scripture to me is the idea that there is action I can take to not give in to that unease. I like feeling like a victim, and if I can convince myself that my nervousness and worry is too strong, then I can successfully excuse myself from doing anything that pushes me out of my comfort zone. Philippians 4, 6-7 debunks this notion for me. It's challenging, but it's also inspiring and relieving. So while my anxiety has so often been the reason I've given for neglecting the needs of people around me, I am starting to learn about and believe in the power of prayer. Not merely for personal improvement, i.e. mitigating my loud and stressful emotions, but by believing in and seeing how God hears my prayers and makes things happen. These 15 tips on beating anxiety, I believe, are helpful for applying to many life situations. 
However, it's important to understand before diving in that the Bible is not a self-help book and shouldn't be used as such. This is a mistake I often make, finding scriptures in an attempt to calm my heart and mind without embracing the transformative change of my will, character, and desires that come from a personal walk with God. God changes lives, not merely improves them. This Bible study on anxiety and fear will give you practical tips to help you start worrying less and relying on God more. So that's awesome intro, Mike. I really enjoyed it. Explain to me why you said writing about worry is difficult. Like, expand on that for a minute. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, just backstory a little bit. I mean, with this, this is definitely the most edited I've had for anything I've written before. And I think because my first draft was, uh, I, I approached the topic of worry. Like, I knew I wanted to write about worry and anxiety. And I kind of approached it as like, uh, let me just slap some, you know, some tips, like without a whole lot of thought as to personal reflection. Like, why is this even a big deal for me? So uh, the more I dive into work, like the idea of worry and and getting stressed, I I just, it makes me think about the things I avoid thinking about. So I think by sitting down and having to write, I have to like face uh, like truths about how I just handle emotions and how I handle situations that are complicated or overwhelming for me or difficult. Um, So I think it's, it's hard, and it's just hard to write about something that I don't feel like I'm particularly, uh, I don't know, uh, strong at. You know? So you said, you said, you talk about, and I think a lot of people relate to this, you talk about <laughs> succumbing and uh, uh, the paralysis and the self-indulgent. You talk about what the emotions, it sounds like you're trying to talk about what the emotions, uh, the an- anxious emotions do to you. Yeah, yeah, I think reflecting on this for me like my when I think about worry and I think about stressing about something it, it becomes something that I can just uh sit in. So I, I talked about excusing myself because I um the more I like think about something in this way, like I'm just I, I find the reasons why I can't uh do something. It it just sort of feeds itself and then I, I allow myself to not do anything. When you use that term allow, what do you mean? I I think well, the scripture was you know, it was saying, be anxious for nothing but prayer, but, but, Philippians but pray. Four, Philippians six, 4, yeah. So I think it, it, when I read that scripture for this article, uh, again, I was thinking, oh, God's actually telling us there's action you can take, right? There's something you can do. Um, and I like, like I said in the article, I, I like feeling like a victim. I like feeling like, oh, there's nothing I can do. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm stuck. What, you know, I, I just kind of remain inactive, right? Instead of going, no, you can actually go pray. And talk to God, not just to sort of feel better and like, oh, I don't feel worse, but actually go through something with God and allow him to, to work and, and do something in the spiritual realm that will make things different and and overcome fear. You don't overcome fear by just sort of thinking about so, stuff. Yeah, you mentioned fear, and you say this, then uh, walking with God through the situations in life that make me afraid. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like when you talk about anxiety that the core of your anxiety is fear, but I'm not sure that's what you mean. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they're... They're closely related. I mean, I think the anxiety, the way I was sort of understanding in this article is is my um, the the way that I, I think or, or 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 get stuck on situations and refuse to to get get out of it. It's not the anxiety like it's not like the you know uh, physiological or psychological issue anxiety, right? It's like the 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 worrying and giving into worry instead of. Uh, um, Making decisions to change, right, and making decisions. But it, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to to figure out is, it sounds like in your writing that maybe intentionally or unintentionally, that la- the first paragraph <clears throat> ends with the word afraid. Yeah, it makes me wonder 
if in the excavation of your thought, you didn't discover that what drives all of your anxiety is fear or not. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I don't, I'm, I, I, and I think what you said is true, that there are people out there who have um, um, challenges with anxiety that's clinically diagnosed. Right. And we're not necessarily addressing that, though these things can be helpful to those folks. We're not speaking to that. We're talking about anxiety spiritually, how it affects your mind, your heart, your soul. Um, and again, those have an impact on you in every level of your life. So, so your blood pressure, your cardiovascular system, your, your brain function, your ability to focus, all those things play right. a role. Right. But sometimes when you write or when you talk or you have conversations, any of us, we, when we do that, um, we discovered things that we didn't know before. I've got mm-hmm. an article that I shared some with you about, my experience is playing high school basketball and some of the things that I actually, when I was working on it, I discovered things about myself mm-hmm. or I understood things about myself better. And one of the best things is why, why in uh, the article we've uh, put out there a lot, how to have a great quiet time. It's why the journal part is so important and people call it journaling. I call it writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think when you, when you write, you get greater clarity of thought and you find things out about yourself. And that's why when people are in college or whatever, sometimes they miss the point of writing. Right. The point of writing isn't honestly to get an A or a B or a C or whatever. The point of writing is to develop clarity of thought. Mm. And so sometimes it's important, at least for me, when I re- read what I wrote, yeah. I read it and I discover something about myself because unintentionally I have written the truth. Wow, and this yeah. is true when we pray. That we can be praying and then unintentionally, Holy Spirit, Scripture, we discover something about ourselves. Right. So one of the most exciting things I think about the article is that when you wrote, you seem <laughs> yeah. to be talking about the fact that at the core of that anxiety is fear. Yeah. yeah. And I think you cover it uh, later on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, when you say, somewhere in there, you say, uh, you talk about certainty and yeah, anxiety is defined as experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness. Now, see, I think we typically, Cameron, focus on that part of the definition. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is defined as experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness. But look at this, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So what's funny is right. that we focus in the definition of anxiety on worry, unease, and nervousness. Well, that's just a repetition of what the feeling of anxiety is. Right, right. But he says it's typically, the definition says typically, it's because something is imminent or uncertain. Mm. Right. Uncertain is something you can't control. Right, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. And so when we don't have control, yeah. we get fearful. Yeah. Right. And so when we get fearful, we get anxious. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, reading yeah. that out of what you wrote. Well, no, it's, fu- it's funny. I never even thought of, well, I, I am it. learning. You did think of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, even I didn't I, think of it. Well, the idea, because I, I, it definitely helped to write, just as a side note, de- it really helped to write, because, you know, I got got feedback, went back and wrote again, just helped me put my thoughts out. But even learning, like, yeah, actually, when I review, and even later in the tips, it, it, it does come back a lot to, like, man, I'm really afraid, because a lot of things I get afraid of comes down to, you know, conversate, you know, Amy, my wife sitting next to me, conversation that we have that I'm afraid to bring something up, either about myself or her, or with somebody else, or or the future, you know, things I can't control about my life, my health, my my daughter, what's going to be, you know, so those things I can't control, I, I think about all these different outcomes and how they could go. Well, one of the things that's been happening for me is that some of the stuff I've been working on is I realize when I don't have control, it causes me to go 
wacky. Right, right. And so I think sometimes when we look at anxiety, we're like a person who's trying to, trying to, to, to patch up the outward wound but we're not doing anything to patch up the inward right. wound. Well, and that's what made the topic kind of hard. In my initial attempts, I think got I needed a lot of revisions because it's so ingrained in me, like to deal with anxiety and worry in that way. It's like if I could just control the situation better, you know. And and then I'll approach even God like that. Like God can just fix this thing. So right. when I go pray, it's like God can you just make these things make me feel better, you know. Instead of well, and the reason I bring all this up is, and I want to know Cameron's thoughts on this in a minute. The reason I bring all this up is we can end up talking about anxiety endlessly right and there you know we can walk around and go i'm an anxious person i feel anxious i'm anxious all the time but part of the problem is if we never address what creates the anxiety Mm -hmm. then how will we ever overcome the anxiety Mm -hmm. and my premise would be praying isn't enough Mm -hmm. right because when we say i need to pray about it well what in the camping world does that mean (laughs) i mean seriously what does that mean uh, when you read James 2, he talks about the fact that it isn't enough to have faith. You've got to have actions. Mm-hmm. So if you follow that with the idea that James 1, Mark, um, what is it, uh, 12, uh, 10, I can't remember now, uh, and we'll look it up, where it talks about you can't have doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of things about prayer, and we'll be doing a prayer um, podcast uh, down the line here, but there's a lot of things about prayer that we, we, we neuter it. Right. Mm. And we say, I'm going to take obedience out of prayer, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make prayer all a conversation of emotion. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Prayer yeah. should be a means by which we obey. And mm-hmm. what does it say here? It says, "Be anxious for nothing." Mm. That means right. God's saying, "You don't even entertain anxiety. Mm. You don't even entertain it. You you can't even entertain fear. The only right. way the only way you're being obedient to me is when you make the decision." I'm not going to entertain fear when I can't control things. Right. Right. I don't do any of that. But <laughs> that's Sounded why convincing. It's, that's, well, it's why, well, I mean, I, I, I probably do it more than I am saying, but well, I'm, I'm saying it, it's a real issue for us, I think, as human beings, that it's easier to think and write and talk about something right. than right. it is to do it. Yeah. 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 What I think yeah. makes me think of what you're saying, we're talking about control is, and the obedience point is like, in prayer, a lot of times we're not submitting our emotions to God. And so we are still keeping control of that instead of part of the act. When I think of obedience is actually submitting our will to what God, what God wants or what he's saying, which is why I also like that scripture that you're quoting in, in Philippians four. It, it goes right after it says to, you know, be anxious about nothing or for nothing. In verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good of good repute, if there is any excellence and of anything worthy of praise dwell on these things. And there's a, even that could be an obedience mm. to your mind, in your mind and in your emotions to the scripture. Right. Yeah, and that's something on. I've had to combat a lot to go, okay, no, I'm going to think about this, like choosing to think about this and not, and not numbing out to your emotions, right. Praying about those. But as you guys talked about not staying in those and instead, you know, overcoming evil with a good is part right. of that, you know, okay. And I like, we talked about this in the last podcast, but that scripture you brought up in Thessalonians talking about, you know, giving thanks, you know, being thankful in all circumstances while right. praying. Yeah, you can't be, you know, um, really, you know, like a Scrooge while you're being mm-hmm. thankful. You can't really be down when you're being thankful. You can't be thankful and negative or anxious at the same time. Right. Well, and so and I like and those kind of aspects. It's been a big challenge for me still is like when I go out, and I pray, you know, it's, it's, let me just talk about my feelings, or, right. you know, and it is sort of, 
yeah i can leave a prayer time and i'm just kind of what did i I just sort of almost more anxious if you just bring it all to the surface right i think it's why your article is so good because what you really point out here is the definition of anxiety i think it's right Mm -hmm. you say it's because of something imminent Mm -hmm. or something uncertain right Mm -hmm. so it's going to happen in a minute or it's going to happen in a day or it's something i have no control over right and so what it really is is about having the faith to not be afraid and to trust that god is sovereign he is in control and he is on your side. Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. I think the dilemma with mm-hmm. anxiety can be connected to doubt. Definitely. Yeah, true. All right. So yeah. uh, that scripture I was referring to, I got I got both chapters on either side of it. I said 10 and 12 <laughs> and 10 11. Um, Jesus replied, Mark 11, 22. Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. This is the Passion Translation. Jesus replied, let the faith of God be in you. Hmm. Listen to the truth I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain, with great faith and having no doubt. Mountain, be lifted up and thrown in the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if we're mm-hmm. praying, and, and we all struggle with anxiety, I think, we all struggle with anxiety. We all struggle with a lack of peace, which is a lack of confidence in God. Right, right. And so yeah. the, the dilemma is if we just focus on our emotions of anxiety, how we feel, we will never change. In fact, I would argue that the more you think about a negative, the more you're going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that's why Cameron's point about the positive thought processes is so important. Yeah. But right. I think confident thought processes. And so based on right. what I'm reading from what you write is – when we turn around and say, I'm not going to be afraid of the imminent right. and I'm not going to be afraid of the uncertain. Mm. I'm going to live life as an adventure. I'm going to say whatever's going to happen, Romans 8.28, God is going to orchestrate it. Voice translation, right. Romans 8.28. He's going to orchestrate it so it turns out good for me. So I don't have to fear the imminent right. test. Right. I don't have to fear going home to Thanksgiving and having conflict with right. Uncle Nathan. I don't have to fear <laughs> any of that. Choosing to believe. That yeah. Choosing to believe, right. right. Yeah. And so if we, if all we do is focus on pray the anxiety way, we're going to have a lot of people out there going, Lord, right. I feel so afraid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Test. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Help me right. with the test. And we're going to be trembling all the way there. Right. right. But then there's the letting go of control and saying, yeah. Lord, I've done all I can do to study. I've done all I can do to prepare. Right. I'm going to do the very best I mm-hmm. can. And I'm going to receive the grade I need to receive. Mm. And I'm going to have no doubt that you're going to be with me, whether it's an A, a C, or whatever. And the only way you can do it is when you relinquish control. Mm -hmm. I think anxiety remains because at the end of the day, we still want to control the event. And I I get stressed out by that kind of thing. When I can't control, it kills me too. So I'm all Mm -hmm. in on that. Mm -hmm. I just love what you've written at the beginning because as people pay attention and they really zero in on what you wrote, they're going to be able to have these kind of discussions with each other. And mm-hmm. what I love almost the most about your article is you're saying, look, there's some very clear ways to deal with anxiety. And I think most people think, okay, I tried praying. It didn't work. So now I have no options. Right. <laughs> like you said, I'm going to be a victim for the rest of my life. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Deep Spirituality YouTube channel. If you're like me and you enjoy watching rather than reading, you're going to love the Deep Spirituality YouTube channel. Every week, brand new videos are published to share what we're learning in hopes a creative approach will help you grow your walk with God. Head over to deepspirituality.net to check out the latest videos on our homepage. Or you can find us on YouTube. Just search Deep Spirituality. While you're there, make sure to click the subscribe button 
for the channel and ring the bell icon next to it so you'll be notified every time we publish a new video. Again, that's Deep Spirituality on YouTube. Now back to the show. Let's get into the tips. All right. The first tip, number one, is you said stop waiting for the world to help you. That sounds daunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried getting a little bit clever with my titles here, but... Um, what do you mean? What, you mean... Well, I, I can read the scripture from this one. John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Oh. Yeah. So the um, I think the point I was trying to make here, you know, a lot of my uh, stress anxiety, whatever comes when, when I'm expecting, you know, in this case, like the world to give me something uh, that I think is going to make me feel better. Right. So that could be, I don't know, pay raise. It could be a vacation, like the, these kind of things that aren't inherently bad, but they're, they're kind of things that I'm, you know, well, it's, it's uncertain, right? It's well, not they're outward really, things too, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't do anything for me inside. They're, they're circumstantial. And so uh, you and you, you know, so Amy, you've been thinking about this subject too, and you might have been talking about this subject. Yeah. So what, 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 are, what, are, what are your thoughts? And Alexis, what's the, what's the, the, dare I, dare I say woman's point of view on this? <laughs> Cause we know that Cameron's just going to give us another, <laughs> another cut from another one of his groups that I don't understand. <laughs> another muse, musicologist over there. I think that um, one of the things that really stood out to me is actually from the intro, but um, but that the Bible is not a self-help book. And so finding scriptures, and this is what he wrote, an attempt to calm my heart and mind without embracing the transformative change of my will won't change my life. I, so for me, it stood out to me because I do that a lot. I'm really anxious, and I don't know if I speak for... I can't speak for all women, but I think <laughs> the voice. That, you know, like I know, you know, I struggle a lot with a lot with anxiety over anything, but um, but I don't think about changing my will. Like, um, for example, I get really anxious about social interactions. Like, am I going to know what to say? It's out of my control, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to say? I don't know what the other person's going to say. I don't know. Are they going to like me, right? Um, so a lot of times I spend time trying to calm that down, but not thinking I have to change my will. I want to be impressed. I want people to be impressed by me. I want them to be impressed by what I do. I, you know, um, and but I have to. Change changed my will in that and said what like okay what does god want i got to care about people instead of wanting to be impressive all the time like it just kind of stuck out to me that i i so do you're look for the hitting on number two i can't remember what number stop two oh stop trying to impress, to impress everyone. everyone oh yeah everyone. yeah yeah that one that one really hit me so we had a um on saturday we had this event with some friends um that we i, I planned it it was a pumpkin pancake brunch you know and uh, and so <laughs> so i was Karen, really excited did you get an invite? Invite? i didn't get an invite either <laughs> I did not get an invite. So we were going to do pumpkin pumpkin pancakes. Pancake brunch. And I was so excited about it, right? I made this invitation and everything. And I volunteered myself to make the pumpkin pancakes. But the problem is that I. Can I just interrupt (laughs) yourself? He said. Pumpkin pancake brunch. You need the the recipe? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Don't lose your thought, Amy, because I just want to make a point here. Pumpkin pancake brunch sounds awesome. Okay? Made the invitation, Mm -hmm. made the food. Where is Mike? Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, where, I, where I, I saw Mike? where the train was at. Where is Mike? That, that's the question. We're on the Polar Express right now, <laughs> heading into Christmas. Uh, Mike was leaving Mike the room. Is, I just want to make a note for all listening. Get get back in there, Amy. Take okay, okay. Oh, um, so uh, so anyway, so I'm excited about it, and I'm and but then I realize the morning of, I'm feeling all anxious. I've never made pumpkin pancakes before, but I planned this whole event. I was so excited, right? And I had the pumpkin pancake mix, and and so I'm making the pancakes, and it's taking. Way longer than I thought and you know and I'm trying to flip 
flip them and they're they're falling apart, right? And I'm like, oh, just, you know, and I, and I'm losing it, and I'm like getting upset, and I'm getting upset at Mike. I'm like, he doesn't understand. He's never tried to host a pumpkin pancake, but you know, and I'm just getting upset. And I I'm agree, one hundred percent. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> but uh, but what I realized uh, after afterwards, I actually read this scripture because you know, he, whatever, I was reading the, the article, and I was like, you know, it's it's about this, this woman who's having a, a you know hosting a dinner, and and it's a good dinner, right? It's for Jesus. <laughs> it's a good thing, a good you know. Um, and uh, and but she's so upset. But I I realize she's upset because she's trying to impress. And I'm like my whole goal. I would I had this vision of walking into this brunch with my pancakes and being so impressive, you know. And that's what was causing so much anxiety, you know. Like or it had to be the certain way. But I never was. And so the pancakes didn't work out. But everyone was so like they were like, no, it's okay. Wait, wait, and so wait, wait, everyone. Wait wait, 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 the pancake didn't work out they didn't work out they were falling apart it was it became clear this is not going to happen right like we're going to have to change the, the plan the, the timing too the timing it was too late turns out you should probably get a griddle yeah we didn't have a griddle you need a, you should really have a griddle Mike could have bought this. a griddle <laughs> <laughs> he he, Nathan he wasn't doing anything else guy didn't come up with the idea he, he didn't make the invites <laughs> He didn't buy the batter, make the batter, the milk, not like that. So far, Mike is M-I-A. Not M-I-5, M-I-A. He came came to to the party with an empty stomach. That's it. That's all you brought. I'm not even sure Mike came to the party. Okay. I made an appearance. So so wait a minute. What do you you mean they didn't work out? Did you have your your brunch? We had the brunch. No, but it was so awesome because I I sent a text to a few of the friends coming and I was I was like, hey, this is not. They're kind of a disaster right now. The pancakes are falling apart. I'm, I'm moving too fast. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, we're yeah. running late. And they were so. Everyone was like, don't even worry. I'm, I'm at Trader Joe's. I'm gonna get the scones. And so Aww. one of the one of the girls brought avocado I toast. It. I love it. It ended up like I would say better because people I jumped in. It. They yeah, ran. They got, in, got stuff. Some last minute get stuff. Yeah, we had so much Great food. You know it what was that's so called? awesome. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> because at the end of the movie, Living in action. a wonderful life, all the friends come together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's how it was. It was I, I was just trying to tell you, man. That, that's a cool story. See, I, I, I mean, I would have. Still no Mike, though. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's like it's a wonderful life and the husband didn't show up everybody else brought stuff everybody else came to help but Mike there's still an APB or whatever it's called out for Mike, Mike they're still looking for the, the, the police of Silicon Valley are still looking for Mike Weary can we rewind and talk about my article being great okay. <laughs> Mike needs to write another, gotta... 15 tips on how to create anxiety yeah yeah <laughs> 15 uh, ways to apologize to your wife. I love I love I love it when we talk about adventures like that because I mess up stuff all the time and I think that all of us who have perfectionistic tendencies <laughs> it's the end oh of the gosh. world for us yes. when we can't get it right and yet I think somehow God makes certain that those of us who are perfectionists never get to get it right. I could tell you stories about my insanity on that. Beautiful sharing on that. Number 3, let yourself hope in God. What's that all about? All right, so uh, Isaiah 40, verse 30 says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will not run and not grow weary. and will, They will walk and not grow faint. And uh, I, I, this point stood out to me. I, I like the scripture, and I was just thinking about just how I reference in the article like a, a podcast episode I listened to where the host was like, hey, look, you can't live on hope, all right? You can't. And it's almost like we condition ourselves to not be hopeful mm-hmm. and to not think about like great things that could happen. Right. And so I just was reading that scripture and thinking about how it's a spiritual thing to hope in God, like to actually think about, man, what could God do in my life? Like what what unexpected thing could God do that I'm, I'm just, you know. And when I read the scripture, I think about, well, it says, 
when those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they won't uh, grow weary, they won't get faint. You know, so if if you're getting bogged down, if anxiety is one of the things that's just weighing you down, making you feel just discouraged, making you feel like you can't, I don't know, get out of the house. And just, put, thinking and praying about what are the things you're hoping for God to do in your life. Let that me rip this quote out. It says, "It reminded me that all of us really want to believe that good can happen, but are afraid to hope for it." Right. So basically. We try to be pessimist so we can avoid disappointment. Absolutely. And that's my MO. I'm, it's easier for me just to find reasons why things can't happen. And Is that why get... you didn't show up for the panel? I knew it was going to fail. Oh gotta, was, I, 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 I knew I, the pancakes <laughs> were going to fall apart. Why are we even doing this? We should have uh, just gone to IHOP. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a really good one. I think that, uh, boy... I think that's profound. Let yourself hope in God. Like, don't choose, going back to what you were talking about earlier, uh, Cameron, you said you got to choose to believe. Don't choose to doubt. Don't choose to be right. hopeless. And I think sometimes I know I can do it in my life where I can, I can all, I don't call it being a pessimist, but I always point out, oh, well, we strategically have to make sure we're thinking about this. Mm-hmm. A realist. Yes, yeah. a realist. But <laughs> yeah. a realist slides very easily into a pessimist yeah. right. because they don't allow others to get hope. I'm very convicted by that point. Number four says, identify your life needs and focus on what really matters. What's your point there? Uh, yeah, well, Luke 12, 22 says, uh, and this is in the Passion Translation, Jesus taught his disciples saying, Listen to me. Never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing, for your life is infinitely more than just food or the clothing you wear. And this was a challenging scripture, and I, and I struggled a little bit how to articulate it exactly. But when Jesus said, like very directly, like do not, like never let anxiety enter. Never worry about your needs. Like it, it challenged me, and I felt like I had to put it in, and maybe I didn't explain it the best as I wish I had hoped, but it did make me think like there is something that we have to do to talk about all our needs. Like what are the things, you know, it's, Jesus said food, clothing, you know, the thing, the everyday stuff, you know, bills, just uh, do I have enough, you know, food? Did I do the grocery shopping already? And identify what those are, put them all out there, and then in your relationship with God, like talk those through. And, and it comes back to that hope and, and prayer and asking for things, you know, mm-hmm. asking for God. Like, I got Why really, do you mention the word focus? Uh I think because um, it, it's sort of it's a decision, right, where you decide to spend your time thinking about. So, like, one of the things, the biggest decisions that happens in most people's life if they choose to attend college is what they're going to major in. Right. <laughs> but the problem with majoring is that you have to say no to 100 things and yes to one thing. Right. Correct? Yeah. And that's why it's hard to choose a major. Right. Because you're afraid that what if I choose the wrong major, get down this road, I've gotten so many credits in this area, now I can't switch it, or if I switch it, i got to go another year to school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, in a sense, aren't you saying that a person has to choose what's important and focus on that, and then, because they've made that choice, not worry about everything else? Yeah, yeah, that's a... that's that's what I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I think you're saying, hey, if you want to, uh, Cameron and I are always debating on diets, but not not <laughs> diets, for those listening, not diets to lose or gain weight, but health diets. We like to talk about health a lot. And um, you, you, you can't say, I want to be a vegan who eats steak. <laughs> you can't say, I want to be a carnivore who only eats vegetables. You have to choose if you're going to be one of those two. Right. Right. And I think the problem people have in life, I'm talking about me and all of us, is we don't like 
to choose. There's a book, Nathan, you can get the author, called The Paradox of Choice. Ooh. And what that book talks about is in society nowadays, we have too, too many, many choices. And because of all the choices, that's why we have so much stress, right. and that's why we can't focus. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important, I think, if we're going to deal with anxiety, that we first ask the question, do I have too many things in my hands? Right. You know, when I go to the grocery store, one of the things I do is I get a basket, either a hand carry. I don't like the carts. I like the hand carry. Why do I do that? Because if my hands get too full, I got problems. I'm going to drop something. I think the funny thing about it, anxiety is a lot of people who have anxiety over a lot of stuff. They won't let go of anything. Yeah. Right. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be anxious, but but I'm going to hold on to everything <laughs> yeah. I've got. Well, you know, if you just let go of those. No, I'm not letting it. Leave me alone. You're stressing me out, telling me to let go. Right. And I think what you're saying is you got to get rid of something. Mm-hmm. If you're anxious today. You got to get rid of something in your life. Right. And that means something to me because I'm working on that. I'm working on what am I going to let go? And what I find tough, Cameron, is I find it tough because I have a little FOMO in me, a fear of missing out. Mm. Well, if I choose that way, what right. if it turns out that that thing was the thing I should have chosen? Totally. And so you keep your hands full. And so in a sense, your anxiety is your own fault. Yeah, right. Right. True. right. I can't blame anybody for my anxiety because I'm creating it by not being willing to let go of anything. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, it made me think of the scripture in James 1 about praying and asking God for help because when you go back and forth, you're like tossing on the waves, you know, right. um, and how anyone who doubts, like that's what you do. And that's what it made me think of because I think I think a lot of that is when I get that way because I can get really indecisive because I can just be like, is that the right choice? Is it not the right choice? I don't know. But I think ultimately it's trusting that God's like, like God's with me in it, you know, like yeah. he's the one like, that's going to make it successful and make it happen. And yeah. when I'm just relying on myself to make it happen, yeah. like then that's when I'm like back and forth. I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is, you know, right. and I think, um, yeah, it's like trusting in God. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did it right that. to join the, to join our digital team. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. stopped mm-hmm. uh, doing a whole thing um, with grad school, grad school. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I think, th- th- I think a lot of times we get a plan in our head. Uh huh. Especially for perfectionists. Yeah. <laughs> I got finished the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? And to break off that plan is hard yeah. for us, but the plan can be creating the stress. You get mm-hmm. these stereotypes in your, at least I get stereotypes in my head. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And to let go of that image is tough. Let's go to number seven because it ties in with something you mentioned, Alexis. Get advice when you're stuck. Mm. What's that all about, Mike? All right, Proverbs 11. I, I didn't know you were a guy who was all into advice. <laughs> right, right. I've nailed all 15 of these. <laughs> I'm coming to you with a I think a we got a 16th. Six. Show up for the pancake. <laughs> Finally, once you're at peace, show up for the pancake. Oh, man, we have a conversation about what stories to share. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever you share, Can we'll I? embellish it, change it, <laughs> shift it, manipulate it, so you won't even recognize yourself. Oh, man. At the end of the episode, Mike. proverbs 11 14 in the message it says without good direction people lose their way the more wise counsel you follow the better your chances and uh thought about a couple things with this Uh, i mentioned in the article about how decision making decisions is stressful and this is something that Amy helps me with a lot because I'll, I'll get really stuck and anxious because i'm i'm in my mind i'm just like thinking 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 and i can't figure out what to do it could be you know working on this website right <laughs> or or plans that are just uh chores yeah, yeah. you know life stuff that all makes you know? sense. yeah yeah so i just get really stuck and and i'm really bad 
at just picking up the phone and, and texting someone, calling somebody and just saying, hey, like, I'm kind of stuck. You know, lately it's been raising a toddler. You know, that's some of the help we've been getting. Oh, boy. Because you know, we, <laughs> what happens is every little thing feels like this huge catastrophic thing. She's like, she's yelling at kids at the playground. It's all <laughs> over. You know, and then, you know, we talked to one parent and they're like, oh, yeah, let me tell you what my kid did. Right. You know, right. And, and we're so, for whatever reason, maybe it's pride or, or fear or whatever, or just being stuck in our ways, won't just go out and have more conversations sharing what's going on. So we, we, we miss a lot of like the, look, here, let me tell you, you what Do you think we did. sometimes, and I don't know, I'm just asking this question, do you think sometimes we don't ask advice on situations? Because again, going back to the earlier thing, we don't want to lose control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The minute you ask advice, now someone else is taking some possible control over what oh, you're yeah. going to do. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I definitely feel that with parenting because, you know, you, you just go, oh, if I tell them, they might tell me something I don't want to do or that I don't know, I don't know yeah, if I should, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and that yeah. it feels like lack of control. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't understand. Like that. Yeah. 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 And I guess it's a, it's a recurring theme in life. So get advice when you're stuck and you just, you identify one of the great stressors in life, the decision making. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, everybody from business managers to psychologists will tell you that organizational behaviors will tell you that that decision-making is tough. One of the reasons leaders have so much of a burden is that they're decision-makers and uh, making decisions is really hard. And so you're saying get advice when you're stuck. So instead of sitting in that anxiety of indecision, get advice. And then I think you would say, and trust the people, trust the wise counsel, and be willing to sometimes do something someone tells you to do, even though it doesn't feel right. I've done that in my life a lot. And just said, "Hey, this person is telling me to do it. I'm just gonna do it." Right. You got me into those liver the supplements, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And those those have been lifesavers for me. We won't get. I'm not trying to advocate for them. You don't <laughs> need to use them if you're out there. I'm just saying, Cameron got me into that thing, and uh, it's it, it it it's helped my immune system. Well, I would never have done that. I would never have thought about doing it. Actually, my wife and Cameron both were talking about it, but. Um, but I ended up doing it, and it was good. Sometimes you just got to say, "This person knows more than I know." Yeah. Right. So why True. am I? Why do? Why do we need to? Have, why is this a discussion? Right. Right. And I think a lot of people want to have a discussion. If I find someone who knows more than me, I'm just like, <laughs> "Why spend my time having a discussion? I'm just going to do what they say." Now, if it doesn't work, then you go, "Okay, it didn't work." But you know, nine times out of ten, when you get advice, just the fact that you listen to somebody, God blesses it. Yeah. yeah. He just likes the fact that you do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get down. I'm going. Number nine is be humble. That's Nathan. That's for you. Uh, <laughs> number 10, stop pretending you're happy when you're not. We're not going to cover that one. Number 11, get some encouragement. Oh, that sounds good. We're not going to cover that. Uh, <laughs> number 12, get your thoughts under control. We're not going to hit that one today. Number 13, be patient. Stop comparing yourself to others. Aha! <laughs> We're not going to cover that. Uh, number 14, forget the past. And number 15, embrace the future. Ooh. We're not going to cover that because you're going to have to go online and you're going to have to get this article and you're going to have to read this article because this article, I think, will change your life. And here's the beautiful thing. How about this? 15 days to beat anxiety. Take each one of the 15 oh, things, you like create your good. own quiet time and just say, I'm going to beat anxiety. I'm going to listen to podcasts and then create my own thing. And if you do come up with something like that, and you come up with 15 days, send us an email podcast at deepspirituality.net. If you come up with a 15-day plan to beat anxiety, we're going to attach it to uh, to uh, Mike's article, and we'll give you credit. Guess what we're going to hit you with? Make sure you keep listening for the podcast, because there's going to be a really short 10-minute Thanksgiving holiday movie podcast coming out. Yes. Keep your eyes open for that. You're going to want to listen to it so you can get ready. Maybe you can nail it down, and you can watch some on Wednesday, watch some on Thursday. You can watch these movies after Thanksgiving, too. They're designed for the whole weekend, and you know what their design is all about? getting you ready for the big one santa elf the whole kid and caboodle (laughs) lights 
trees, poinsettias, the whole nine yards. We got to get you ready. Got to get you ready. We'll see you in our next podcast.